Hey, what's up, everybody? It's your favorite electrician, Doug, here. Welcome back. It's episode two of the third season of the Modern Electrician Podcast. Happy you guys are here with us. Uh, if you had a chance to listen to the first episode where I talked to Tyler uh, Sparky Pride about pride in your work and all that stuff. Hopefully you guys really enjoyed that conversation and I'm really excited to bring the second conversation to you as well. Uh, So this next talk uh, is really going to be about two things and the first thing is the concept of changing direction, pivoting. Um, Sometimes in life, especially nowadays, you've got to make changes on the fly. You know, I think years ago, uh, maybe when our, our dads or our grandfathers uh, were working, that the concept was that you have a career and that's what you do the rest of your life. And a lot of us are still in that boat. You know, that does happen. I know a lot of you guys out there listening to this right now have been electricians for a long time. And that's probably what you'll end up doing for the entirety of your career. And that's great. Uh, but it's happening more and more so these days where... Um, You've got to make changes. You know, you may set out in one direction and realize um, either that's not the direction you thought it was going to be or what you wanted, and you've got to pivot, or uh, something changes. You know, the bottom falls out, and you've got to think on the fly. You've got to completely start over. And that can seem kind of demoralizing, right? I mean, starting over is hard, it's overwhelming, right? I mean, How do you start over, especially if you're in like your 30s or 40s? The concept of starting over can seem overwhelming. Um, But my my guest today um, has had to start over in a really big way. And when she made that decision and shifted, she not only shifted uh, and started over, but she jumped into a career field that is incredibly challenging, and that is the electrical field. Um, I, I too, am in that same boat where I had an entire life before me before I jumped into the trades. But I think what that says is the trades are a really viable option for people who are looking to start a career. It doesn't matter where you are in your life. You can start over, and the, the trades are a great way to make a living for just about anybody. And that brings me to point number two of this topic of conversation today, and that is I am speaking to a female in the electrical trade. And while in 2020, that's not a big deal, you know, um, women are in the workplace and that's wonderful. But we are talking about, um, if you think back, 2020 is 100 years away from women's suffrage, where, you know, women have only been able to vote in this country for 100 years. Um, And women in the workplace really didn't, I really didn't take off until, you know, the 70s was was a big push. I mean, you're talking about a country where not until 1974 were, were women even allowed to apply for credit without a man co-signing for them. That's not very long. That's, the, that's my lifetime, really, you know. Um, so great strides have been made in, you know, um, kind of the changing of our mindset in this society as far as, like, what women are capable of doing and what career fields are, are possible for them. Now, I know we see in the trades all the time that there there are more and more women coming in, but there's still not that many. Um, I I absolutely love seeing women in the trades because I just think I just think the trades are such a great way to learn everything you need to learn, not just about a skill set, but about yourself. I mean, you're getting your your butt kicked every day. You know, we're all out there 
problem solving, you know, dealing with heavy equipment. Um, it's dirty. It, you know, your hands get callous. It's hard work, uh, not just physically, but mentally and emotionally. Trade work's tough. And I love seeing women do it um, because it's further proof that not only are women incredibly tough, because they most definitely are, but they're they're completely capable of everything that we're capable of. Now, I know there may be some men out there saying, well, you know, bigger men, stronger men can lift bigger things. And that's true. That's true even in my case. I'm not very big. I'm not going to be able to lift uh, some of the things that some of you behemoth men out there can do. Um, but that doesn't say that, you know, uh, anybody can't jump into really any field um, and overcome the things they need to overcome to pursue what they're passionate about. And um, I, I'm just really excited that there are more and more women that feel like um, this is a career path for them. You know, you're, t- you're talking to a guy who has two daughters. And, you know, I, I, don't want, I don't want my kids' limitations to be set for them by societal constraints. You know, I think that's ridiculous. Um, I think that my, my da- I'd like my daughters to be able to pursue whatever path they want to pursue. And since they're my kids, they're going to have hands-on experience with, you know, all of that kind of stuff, whether, whether we're building a table in the kitchen or we're changing out a toilet uh, or we're doing electrical work in the house, they're going to get their hands on it. And, you know, it may not be for you. We're also living in a world where, you know, the newer generation is just more, more into, uh, you know, technological things. We're seeing a massive decline in the amount of people coming into the trades nowadays, um, which bodes somewhat well for those of us in the trades. But as time goes by, there's just not going to be enough of us in the trades to keep up with the workflow. And so we need more people. We need more women in the trades, um, more men in the trades, more young people in the trades being interested in it. And I think that this influx of women coming in, like if you look in Australia right now, the Tradey Lady Coalition in Australia is is awesome, man. They've got so many ladies out there just doing really great trade work. And uh, they're kind of setting the curve. And because of that, because of that change in the approach to the trades, women in the trades, um, I think that gives way to not just women, but maybe maybe even guys that may feel like maybe trade culture is not geared toward them. Uh, maybe you're techie and you're like, well, I don't know that I would fit in in the trades. Well, that's changing. And I think that's changing for the better. Um, some of you may disagree with me, but I don't care. That's how I feel about it. Um, so I'm way excited to share this conversation with you. Uh, today I'm talking with Maggie. Uh, she calls herself Electric Mags on, uh, on Instagram. She's a local union worker. She just reached her second year apprenticeship. Uh, so she's out there. She's working hard. She had to completely shift gears in her life. And this is the direction she took, and I'm proud of her for it. So I hope you guys enjoy this conversation. Uh, before we get started, I just want to say uh, thank you so much to all of you who listen. Um, I really enjoy doing this, and, uh, and I like that uh, there are those of you out there who enjoy listening to it as well. Hopefully, you're getting something out of it. I know we don't just talk about bending pipe and pulling wire. It's not that kind of podcast. We talk more about culture and life through the trades. Uh, so for those of you out there that like this, I'm, I'm happier with us. Uh, keep listening. I really appreciate it. Uh, I want to say thank you to my two sponsors, World of Electricians. Uh, for those of you out there that are on Instagram, your electricians on Instagram, you, I'm sure you know who World, World of Electricians is. They're an apparel company. Um, they just make the coolest apparel for, for us in the trades. They represent specifically electricians, 
you know, they just represent us well. They give us gear to wear that really represents us in the trade. So I'm happy to have them as a sponsor. Also, ledlightingsupply.com. They are a massive uh, lighting supplier that also help you Uh, with your photo metrics for commercial and industrial jobs. So all you commercial and industrial electricians, if you are designing a site plan for interior lighting of a warehouse space or parking lot lighting of a bigger commercial industrial space, check out www.ledlightingsupply.com. Get a hold of these guys. They know what they're doing. They're going to help take the guesswork out of your lighting design. They'll be able to tell you exactly where your light's going to go, what lights you need for any specific situation to light any space up perfectly, and then they're going to have um, all of the lights you're going to need for that situation. So check them out, ledlightingsupply.com. That's it. Hope you guys really enjoy this conversation, and uh, stay tuned. I got some great podcasts coming up. Just landed an interview uh, with an electrical historian. We're going to talk about Samuel Insull, Thomas Edison, Nikola Tesla, and the history of electricity. I can't wait. I'm having that talk tomorrow. Uh, probably air that soon. Got a lot of other great conversations coming up. So stay tuned. Uh, go check out my website www.modernelectricianpod.com. There you can donate to the podcast if you'd like to. I've got a Patreon page set up. So the more of you that donate to the podcast, the more I can put that money back into it and uh, do some really cool things with it. That's about it. Enjoy the conversation. Super busy. You had a birthday, so happy birthday. Thank you. Yeah, how, how yeah. was just how was it? What'd you do? Um, I worked all day. I I it's one of those that you're like, all oh, right, today's gonna be an awesome day. I'm gonna go in and everything's gonna be just fine. And then I post about how awesome it is to be going into a job that or into this you know incredible opportunity that i've created for myself and it was such a shitty day i'll be honest oh no really (laughs) well i mean (laughs) it's one of those things all i'm doing is piping which is great for me because i that has been the one skill i have wanted to be yeah awesome at and so my problem is is that i've put so much on the on the skill that i I just overthink everything and I, you know, and then everything blows up in my face. So I tried to let it go, but whatever. I don't even care. It was a great day. After all, I came home and my family and, you know, brothers and my son and I, and we all got to celebrate for, you know, with cake and lasagna, which was awesome. That sounds wonderful. I'm like the yellow cake, white buttercream frosting fan that sounds good eat it until you get a sick stomach kind of person yeah okay that sounds great that sounds like some you're you're from milwaukee right milwaukee yeah yeah you can hear it in your i'm from illinois so i mean i have a bit of the the flat a um but but you really have it it's it's more pronounced and where you (laughs) where are you now you're not in milwaukee now or you are no, I am in Milwaukee. You are? Okay, cool. All right. That's I'm, a, probably I'm a little bit outside of Milwaukee, but I just right. associate with Milwaukee. Nobody cares yeah, sure. about what small town you're from. Right, but... exactly. Yeah, nobody would know. Right, yeah. exactly. I say Chicago, and I grew up like two hours west of Chicago, so it's just oh. the nearest big city. So. Oh, yeah, totally. Basically Iowa, right? Yeah, so, and that's where you are now, right? No, I'm in, I'm in Maryland now. Oh, yeah, that's moved, right. That's right. Yeah, I moved to Maryland when I was almost 19. Well, no, 18. And uh, yeah. Yeah, been here since. East Coast, how do you like it? Are you guys having a good? It's summer? awesome. East Coast is okay. good. The summer, the summer sucks. Maryland summer is brutal and uh, humid and gnarly. And I sweat 
uh, like I'm dying every single day. And I might be because of the way I, I swear I'm concerned. I have some concern about my <laughs> about whatever the the thing is in me that's supposed to cool me down is, is overdoing it. Well, um, as long as you're drinking yeah. a lot of water, that's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, sweating, sweating technically is a, it's a, it's an adaptation of your body. So it's a good thing that you're sweating. That's right. It's trying to cool yeah. you off. That's right. And but, I guess the toxins out, it's supposed to be like a better toxin release than peeing, which I do both of those things. So I, <laughs> I mean, limited we're, toxins. We are super lucky. The building that I'm in right now is all concrete, basically, and it's right. so 260,000 cool. square feet, right? Wow. But you step outside and you look around and you feel like you're in the desert, and you, yeah. you're like blinded, of course. Yeah, but, it's gnarly. But luckily, it's been nice and cool, like nice and cool, just because we have to wear pants. We have to, you know, I have to have the high vis on and everything. Sure. Basically, right. everything you see, except for, of course, the PPE, but. Right. Whatever. So another another thing that has kept you busy recently is you just you just passed your final to become a second year apprentice, correct? What a mess this has this whole COVID thing just you just had to open yeah. a can of worms there with me. All right, yes. Uh, um so we technically yeah, I did take my final on two of the tests. I mean two of the classes, but okay. the problem is is that one of this one of these t classes were supposed was supposed to cover um, the NFPA 70E, All right. and we are not doing that in we're not doing that online. So we have to get it done right before the start of next semester. Actually, oh no, okay. Um, I don't know how we haven't heard any of the details of what they're going to be doing with school. Unfortunately, okay. um, I really hope it's not an online opportunity. I will wear the mask. I will go in bubble wrap. Sure. I don't care what I have to do. I don't want to be online doing this yeah. class anymore. But, yeah, online um, classes are hard for sure. I think if you, I think if you sign up for an online class, you know what you're getting yourself into. Right, right. I don't have a problem teaching. I, well, I don't have a problem because I'm, a, I'm definitely a visual learner, so I mm -hmm. don't need to be just lectured to. I, I need to read the books. I need to read the articles. Right whatever and then it will make sense when you start talking about it right so from that perspective it worked out well but it's okay. not what we it's not this is a hands-on no trade. doubt yeah. like you have I'm to be you. there you yeah. have to have the labs you have to have the instructors there to teach yep. you right from wrong which is exactly why we can't do this test or class right so we technically have one more test to take before okay. they can give us a final grade yep. um and hopefully but not really. I'm still a first year. <laughs> in, in, hey, you know what? You... Embrace it. Embrace the I first know. year. Embrace all the parts of it. Yeah, it's there's yeah, nothing but care. yeah, nothing but hurdles. So no, take right? each one and yeah, yeah. No, I, my journeyman and I we carpool together, which is awesome. Cool. Um, yeah. He he was telling me we were talking about sort of that transition of it's almost as if you take this test, you get this card, and immediately the next day you're treated completely different yeah or at least he felt he was like right. in the respect of well i'll just give you the answer i'll give you the order to what do you think we should do right right you know right. i mean mm -hmm. it, which is kind of it's it's a funny it's a funny time to be um you know from one day to the next but 
kind of true. You got to be ready for it. So yeah, no I, doubt. I'm taking my time. I'm not trying to rush through this. I'm oh. already being the first year because I feel like the bending hype was a skill that I really wanted to feel solid in before yeah. I got too much more involved. Be right. I mean, that's such a basic part of this. And that's an art form. It's totally yeah. an art form. Yeah. I mean, it's math and it's, uh, it's totally mathematic, but to be really like I've seen people do it and there's nothing that's more beautiful than well yeah, right? well designed and and executed EMT it's so pretty it really yeah, yeah some of the things that you see on major electrical and uh or major league electrical sorry um yeah it's just it's or anybody really uh, that right. shows those kind of pictures but I, I mostly see it on their stuff but they yeah I mean it is really, it's a, it's an art, like you said. And I think yeah. that there is part of that craft that makes you an electrician and if you don't know how to do it. It was really something that kind of held me up a little bit. Sure. For my confidence, but sure. now. It's, yeah. It's not easy to do. It's not easy to no. get the hang of and you have to do it all the time. I feel like a lot of the technical skills in the trades, um, you got to do them all the time. Yeah. You know? yeah. Um, I, what I really want to talk with you, I want to talk with you about, uh, first of all, thanks for taking the time. No problem. No, I'm excited to have you on. Um, <laughs> so the one thing I want to talk about really is your trajectory and your choice um, to get into the trades because you, you're you similar to me where I didn't get into the trades till I was 35. I started when I was 35. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so a little bit more life. You had kids. Yeah. Like that, had a whole life. Yeah. Had a whole life ahead before me. Um, but yours is interesting because you were you owned a gym, correct? I did. Yeah. Okay. So you came from personal training, that whole background. Um, was that was that your uh, mission? Grow like growing up. When did you get into that? Oh man. Well, I mean, I've always been athletic, and I always. So I'm trying to like. I'm trying to find the right comfort. I feel like I'm sitting here like this. Yeah, you're good. Just be next. yourself. Yes. No, I know. Yeah. <laughs> um, really? Well, I mean, I played sports all my life. Okay. What sports? And then, uh, growing up, I had, I was in mostly volleyball and soccer. Okay. Um, but I played basketball a little bit. Yes. <laughs> well, that's my favorite. White sport. girl can't jump, and um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no. story of my life. I grew up like I went to a really small Catholic grade school, and oh, we boy. just didn't have. I mean, the public schools had a lot of opportunity because sure. the coaches knew about them. Like that's sure. where they were getting all their. Not that I, I don't even care. I talk about it as if I'm like crying. I'm not in the WNBA or something. <laughs> right, like that. right. NBA. Um, but the mostly it was volleyball and soccer. And then I went off to. I actually left there. Um, in, so that was when did I graduate? When did we When did we graduate high school in 2002? Well, yeah. 2002. Okay. And so I then I went to a, a small liberal arts college up in um, like near Green Bay. All right. Um, and so I left there ready to be a doctor. <laughs> oh, all right. And then I got into a couple of like, I got into re medical research in Madison and, and pharmaceutical sales was in there sprinkled somewhere. And then I moved to North Carolina. I want, I really wanted to go to UNC for med school. All right. Um, and when I moved down there, 
it, it's like any state school. You want to be a state resident in order to apply, you know, before you apply because you have a better chance of getting right. in, blah, blah, blah. I get, and I just happened to live the, the place that um, I was renting at the time. It was right right around the corner from a gym. So I went there. I started to work doing anything that they had just to start getting, you know, getting something. And then uh, lo and behold, like somebody had just talked to me about personal training. Obviously, I, they saw that I was an outgoing, yeah. you know, passion for the fit, you know, passion for fitness myself. And I, I loved it. I went and got my um, certification through the American College of Sports Medicine and started day one. And I could not believe how much I loved it. So I'll bet. Yeah. I'll, it always struck me as something that would be fun to do. Like, and it, it is. I mean, it was in my element completely. Yeah, right. You're and talking to people. You're you're talking body mechanics. You're talking nutrition. Yeah. yeah. And, and I, I mean, that's what I just studied. I mean, that's what yeah. I was going to school for was right. to be an expert of the body. And and this was a different realm. I mean, it's not like you go to med school to talk about fitness necessarily, but not, I mean, you do. But yeah. yes, in a different realm. Right. However. Um, so I really, I got down there and I had friends that had gone off to medical school right away and they were, they were just really exhausted. I mean, okay. Lawrence was a really good school. Um, I was totally burnt out. I did 24 credits my senior year, all senior Golly. year, which included a, a, an independent research project so i mean like i needed time off that's insane and what's tw 12 is full time right I, uh yeah i don't know i mean we I were think on it is we were in trimesters and okay. we had so i was taking <laughs> 24 credits all three terms it was damn and i had to do the whole you know presentation my i had to present a thesis write that paper my god i can't tell you how many overnighters <laughs> i i slept <laughs> two monster drinks like yeah back to back, ready to go. And then it was, you know, 48 hours later, I'd finally yeah, just pass yeah. out from exhaustion. But, um, so I, I, I was, I was okay. Not, not going right back into the classroom at all. But, um, you know, and then I started actually, I started Chapel Hill personal training. So I was doing some in-home training. Cool. I was still seeing people inside the gym a little bit, but I, I little by little, I broke away. All right. And then, um, then I reconnected with somebody, my ex-husband up mm -hmm. here in, um, Wisconsin. And at the time I was also feeling a little bit of that. Everybody's moving forward in their lives and I'm missing out on it. Like my right. brother got engaged, my best friend got engaged and I wasn't here for the part, you know, I wasn't here mm -hmm. for certain things. And then my grandfather, who I was really close to, he was passing. So it, it was one of those, like everybody was around his bedside when he passed and yeah. I was driving. I think I made it to Ohio, I, Indiana yeah. and then he passed. And so it's like, those are the moments that I, regret missing sure you know and so it was important for me to come back anyway but um but yeah i mean i reconnected with my ex and we or sorry reconnected with my ex-husband yeah yeah um <laughs> who is now my ex-husband not anyway time. right i got yeah, you whatever um <laughs> And then I started, I started another personal training business once I got up here and I actually was a subcontractor at a golf course. 
All right. Yeah, I mean, I so I, I bounced around a little bit. I got settled. I really wasn't sure if I wanted to do more personal training, but then the golf club thing hit. And then I, I ended up having this opportunity with this 6,000 square foot building. And I had just, that's sort of when Wisconsin caught up with the CrossFit mayhem. So, all right, all right. So I got myself into CrossFit. I opened up my own CrossFit and um, it was a CrossFit in the USA weightlifting gym back in 2013. All right. And then I got, and then I closed it in 2017. So it was, uh, this was, I mean, this is, you're talking about the moment when you're like, why did you get into the electrical trade? Yep. Um, That's, that's right where I was about to be. (laughs) You know, I don't know if you were a I, I'm sure that you wanted that long answer. I did. That's exactly what I was looking for. <laughs> I, I'm curious. Like, what I want to know yeah. is, you know, because I'm the same way. Like, I grew up in the Midwest, and I never knew what I wanted to do, but I knew what I was passionate about. Yeah. And so I just followed that. And, um, you know, I, I get where you're coming from with, you know, feeling like you're missing out on everything. Like, I, I did that with stand-up comedy where, you know, everybody else is like, they've got college degrees and they are 10 years into their career and they've got big houses or whatever the case may be. Yeah. And, and I'm still hustling, you know, trying to travel and build my resume and, and, you know, make something out of nothing. And, uh, there's a lot of sacrifice that goes into following your passions and, um, yeah. it can burn you out. It can burn you out, you know, and oh, you yeah. can get to the point. It sounds like you got to the point with your, um, like your passion for, there you Let's go. Just... Yeah. Right. No need. Look at, see, I yeah. totally showered. <laughs> Me too. <Wow. laughs> uh, but, but you know, it's, uh, it's hard. It's there's no matter what you're trying to do, even now, you know, you've chosen something different and you're moving in a different direction, but there's sacrifice, you know, you've got to put in oh, the yeah. hours, you've got to stay up late to study, you've got to make an adjustment. And now you're technically not a second year, you got to finish this test, you know, there's nothing but sacrifice all the no. time. Um, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, realistically, though, it, it came down to I didn't just I don't know how you exited. I mean, you obviously, with your family and you. Yeah, I mean, you're following your passion. I mean, yours was we were both sort of this luxury career, right? Right, right. And people have to pay for a luxury in order for us to continue our careers. Yeah, my, my first marriage didn't work out. Okay. So I was married before as well, so. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, it, it's good to know. I, I, I don't know everybody's background. And, of course, yeah. You know, and, and it, and it we is. Have a lot of, we have a lot of parallels <laughs> in, in our stories, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I unfortunately had to close my gym. I, Why so? I ended up. Well, I mean, after I had gotten my divorce, I moved the gym this location because it wasn't my ex family's actually the building. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, my, my ex father in law owns a tool and die shop. And okay. so um, when they had moved out of that building and I saw an opportunity with the empty space, of course, like we ran with it. Right. And it blew up into such a, an awesome opportunity. And I mean, I was working so many hours and I had just had a son, you know, my son. Yeah, right. And when I got divorced, I, I wanted to, you know, split those or, you know, cut those ties and sure. I moved the gym a little bit, of, just a couple of blocks away, but it ended up that 
I had to get a restraining order against my mm. landlord, and um, it was it was a very very against your against your landlord. Not my ex father in law, okay. trust me. But okay. like, but now I'm in a new now this right. new space that I was in. It just okay. ended up being just that's too bad. I can't I can't tell you the how awful of a situation it was at yeah. the time when you're going through all this post, you know, such a traumatic yeah you know personal life. Yeah. Um, event. And when I was, I, I basically had gotten, you know, nine months later thinking this gym's not going to materialize again. I, okay. I tried looking for another space and I couldn't find anything that really fit. And, and so I was forced to have to make this decision, but I never, I never knew anything else. I never thought of anything else. I had never envisioned myself going back to school. I never, or, you know, yeah, realistically, never even going back to school. Um, Not that I wouldn't, it's just my life. I committed to the fitness industry and I really believed that that was going to be there and and whatever, but it was a blessing. It was really a blessing in disguise. It always is. It, it totally is. And I, I, I went through, I had some PTSD and some pretty bad depression. And yeah. I know that those mental health issues that I don't scream all over my page, but it's still really important for, yeah. and, that's a part of the, and that's a part of the story that I don't have out there yet, but sometimes it takes time to yeah. open up and, and make, but and make, the- such Those an important hard. thing to talk about still too. it is it's really important yeah you know but it's number one we exist in a demographic our trade our you know our world the trade world is not the not always the world where you can be vulnerable right, right. you know it's a right. it's more it's a hard hard nosed blue collar world it's you know it's like my irish relatives they're not trying to hear me talk about my feelings they're like get what are you what are you doing yeah, why are you, you talking, talking about that right now you need what to drink you? more yeah if, now if we're more. yeah if we're totally drunk we can start crying together but <laughs> right. until then like can it and so <laughs> awesome. and i think i think that a lot of the people that are you know a lot of our colleagues and look everybody suffers from some form of uh mental life is hard you know, every part of it, there, there are challenges. Even the things that are good or appear to be good are just like a, like a good, I'm in a good marriage. I love my wife. We have a great marriage, but it is, you know, life is, that's even hard, you know, yeah. to, to be good at that and to be yeah. good at your job and, you know, to wake up every day and, and find the motivation to have a positive outlook. It's, it's hard every day. So right. mental, mental health is a real thing. And whether people talk about it or not, um, it doesn't make you one thing or another. You know, I think, I think showing your vulnerability actually makes you stronger. And, and it's a part, well, I really, I mean, what is, what is the, the reason why some of us women stand out is because we're women, we're women in this trade. We're right. the women in the industry and we have something that you attach to. So there's, you know, I'm a mom. I've gone through a divorce. Mm-hmm. I was put on the spot to have to provide for my son and make really, really difficult decisions that of coming into an industry where I knew nothing. I mean, yeah. I literally cried the leading up to the day that I went to work. Yeah. I was, I was terrified and sure. I, 
felt like I had gone backwards in life and right. what the hell was I signing myself up for? <laughs> It's that fear fear that I talk about, like, you have got to get on the other side of that because what is on the other side can be so much better than what you are making it out to be. Oh, sure. And that day, that first day I went to work and I came home and it was like I was freed of some sort of weight of the world that I... I loved it. I knew from day one, really, that I was meant to do this. And it's crazy. It's crazy. Give me into your head a little bit. You're leaving your gym and you know that that's not going to materialize further. Mm -hmm. Where, what are the other options you're thinking about as you choose? I'm going to be, I'm going to work in the electrical trade. I'm going to be an electrician. Were there, was that something you had thought about before? No. Not at all. No, we, it really wasn't until nine months later where, because it it took, after I left the gym, I was still out a whole year. Like my son was in 4k and I had just his schedule, you know, those days are short. So I spent a lot of time with him, but I had, (laughs) I mean, I had to focus on myself, right? You know, I was really burnt out of life and, and everything. And I just, I needed to make a calculated decision at that point because my my entire life was different and I was you know on my own. And right. so what really it came down to was my cousin's husband is a steam fitter and he he was just like why don't you look at the trades? I mean yeah. they're a dying breed and there's a huge need for it. You know yeah. the electrical trade is one thing that you're not going to automate. I mean, to some degree, maybe, but it's got such a great outlook for a future. And, um, you know, I went union, my brother and I both actually were in this position of like a fork in this road of our lives where he, his company had just gotten bought out by a Denver based company. He didn't want to move to Denver, excuse me. And we were like, like should we go should we do this <laughs> yeah right and i'm not kidding when my brother my other brother who i i talk a little bit about on on instagram but yeah we really were like I guess we're gonna be electricians and he did the same thing and he got in a year earlier and so he's a he will be a third year a third, yeah. and obvious i can't hear yet but it's funny because i just we just laugh like we picked up our books together and yeah it's awesome it's That's like fantastic. grade school all over again right no but it's really it is actually really nice but it's it's a it was a weird time it was a really yeah. weird time i didn't have any sort of idea i just I took in the union, we do the assessment test and, um, I took that test and I think that that was my, okay, I can still do this. And then, but it was like, well, you're going to have to go and learn about, I don't know, the foil, you know, foil or whatever, all the, all just basic calc or, um, high school math, like an algebra. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I haven't looked at those things in how many years. I mean, yeah, man, algebra, algebra is another language. If you're not, if you're not, you need to take a beginner course if you haven't taken it in a while, and just I, to get the basics. For and sure. I, I, I was almost, ha- I was having fun. Like, what? <laughs> I was having fun yeah. actually reviewing all of that yeah, stuff. Yeah, learning, learning new stuff's wonderful. And I think that that's where all of this energy is starting to surface from, is the fact that 
I'm such a learn, like I, I need to learn or I'm bored and I don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. And I think that when I look back at the gym, yeah, every, we had to do CEUs and everything, but it really wasn't at, it it really wasn't that sort of expectation that you're really in a learn for life. Oh, I'm telling you, man, there's nothing like the trades to, to make you every single day. You, if you, if you are lazy once, Mm -hmm. you're going to pay for it. So it's like, you always have to be on it and you always are And It's, it's fantastic. I mean, there's no boredom. No, even, even a routine job, you better pay attention, you know, cause it's going to, you know, it's going to get you. You, and and you know, sometimes you're learning things you don't want to be learning or or things you've, you thought you learned already. It How keeps many you times humble, did you sit in high school and you're like, I'm never going to do this Pythagorean yeah. theorem again? Dude, I'm telling you. Algebra. Boom, every single day, I'm like, oh, I, I literally I'm asked my algebra teacher. I asked her, when am I? I was that kid that was like, when am I ever going to use this? Right, exactly. Turns yeah, out. Give me an application. Don't just put it on a piece of paper. Well, found it. Yeah. No, you know, I, though, yeah, I think those things, those things, algebra is tricky. And math itself, I was never really... I was always more um, geared toward the humanities in school than I was math and and science. But um, coming back into math, you know, I think that what I learned was I always thought I was bad at math or being bad at a subject will make you feel stupid, especially when you're young. And I always felt that way. And then I got back into math and uh, when I was in college and I just, I push, I, I avoided math all the way through college until they were like, you have to take math. And I was like, (laughs) I have to take math. Yep. And so I did. And I just, you know, I thought for a second, I was like, maybe I'll, maybe I'll study and I'll test into a little bit of a higher math. And then I was real with myself and was like, no man, just take the test, test where you are and take the class. And I did. And algebra made perfect sense to me because when I was a kid, I, I didn't care. But yeah. now that I'm an adult and I'm yeah. like sitting here and I'm, I need to know this stuff. It's like, it made sense. And it's all, it's building blocks. Math is building blocks. You know, you really can't move to, to the next thing until you understand the previous thing. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's, and that has been where the challenging part of this online class has been, because even though I can sit here and I'm pretty independent when it comes to my studying habits, if I need to ask a question and they're not available, I mean, or it's, well, I'm available in four hours at nine o'clock at night. I mean, and and it's just as much of a challenge for the instructors. I get it. Nobody could do this perfect again. Um, or, or saw this coming to prepare for it in a way that would make it feel seamless. Yep. We just, you just got to adapt, but you have to adapt. And that was a big thing for me that I, I mean, I am not a generation pad butt kind of girl. I am, if the world changes, you change with it or you die. Like, that's what natural selection is all about. Here you are, it's an opportunity to, okay, well, I got to make the best of this. The teachers were still available for Zoom meetings or for tutoring. I mean, we had opportunity to do just as good. Mm -hmm. But it, it just, I think it was just the emotional and mental the psychological, sorry, 
of the whole experience of this virus and we're all working and we're waiting for us to get it you know it's one yeah. of those like when is it my turn it's an interesting time to it's be doing wild. just about it anything. is wild yeah. i mean being in the hospital when this is going down you're watching as you're in the e i was in the ed some days and i was watching people getting wheelchaired and thinking wow. hold my breath as long as i possibly can behind my n95 mask you know you're just i know that you took off some you yeah we did yeah yeah we did like right at first because what do you do i mean it's like nobody has nobody (laughs) has any idea what's going on Nope. you know you see like i i remember in march when COVID really uh was was blowing up in the states or at least we were beginning to see uh signs of it spain was out of control Italy was, Italy, Italy was out of control. And so, and I had, um, yeah. I have a family member who has family in Spain and they lost three elders during, in, during March from COVID. And so I was like, this shit's real and it's coming here. It and is real. So, and so we took that, we took like six weeks because we just want, we figured it'd be like two. You know, we had just started our company. And so we didn't want to take any weeks off, but we were like, yeah. well, let's, let's, let's see. I feel like we're going to have better information in like a couple weeks and mm-hmm. that was a joke because that's not the that not the case um no, so not. then you just got to get back out there and, and play it by ear but at least at least in the trades we are luckily at least at this point people are still hiring us so that's that's really yeah. good well that's awesome i mean built construction it ha- i mean it has to the economy needs it the economy is yeah for sure and you I think know, people are spending some of that like summer vacation money that they may have been saving on like home projects. That's definitely been something we've run, we've run across. I don't even know what we, what did you do for two weeks? Because I, it was I, a blur. It was a real weird time. It was a weird time. I mean, a my lot- son was out of school, so I probably would have been also tied up with that. But I look at my house and I'm like, oh, I, I complained so much about what I could get done if I just had like two seconds, it, but it, it was such a weird, the first two weeks that I didn't work was the weirdest, foggiest, depressed. It was weird. It was a weird time. Cause I just was like, what the hell's going on? Like, what am I, what am I supposed to be doing today? Like, I don't know what to do. I know. I can't even, should I be working? Like, you know, what the fuck am I doing? It was crazy. So, um, yeah, yeah, I mean, trudging forward. I, what, you know, one one day at a time with the COVID nineteen thing. Absolutely. Yeah. So, what are what are some things that coming into the trades, having never worked in the trades before, what are some things that that you like about it that you didn't know you would like about it? Um, how few of women are in the trade? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. I say that I love, you know, obviously I get you. Gyms are full of women and we are clicky, we are gossipy, we are sure. everything that you guys imagine us to be. I'm going to agree <laughs> with you and that is okay because I can right. do that. However, <laughs> so I mean and I don't say that I don't say that as a deterrent. I say it because it does take a special personality to be able to hang in the trades. Ah. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't still follow your dreams if that's what you really want to do. But 
I know when I came into this, everybody was like, oh my God, you're going to be miserable. Like just wait for the sexual harassment to start. And I'm just like, I don't care, bring it. You want to mess with a girl who's got tools around her. That's fine. But, (laughs) but no, I mean, I have come across a few women. I mean, I feel like everybody, all the girls seem to have this, this mentality, like this pretty cool personality, but I mean, mostly it's me on jobs and very okay. few times in other trades or I'll be or I really won't be able to meet or talk to other girls but right. um but what do I really like I'm trying to think like I I thought that maybe doing not the mean potatoes would be fun yeah um but I actually really like just the basic stuff about the trade yeah and um I don't know I mean I'm trying to answer your question and I'm trying to I'm like I'm what did I think that I wouldn't like that I like you know I'll give you a I'll give you an example for me like there are things that I didn't think about like um because I was I was raised by tradespeople, so you know I always had grumbly guys uh drinking beer and smoke smoking weed around me right so so i felt like you know that was uh and then i was in the military too so i was just kind of similar similar demographic um and so the things that nobody really ever talked to me about in the trades were things like um the potential for autonomy right like you can once you develop a skill set you can, oh you gosh. can, you could do anything. You go anywhere with that. You can move anywhere, really. I mean, you could, you could do a lot and, and you are then in a, a commodity, you know, you can sell that. And you yeah, do, do you like that? I, well, I just didn't, I just wasn't hit. I wasn't hip to that. I, you know, I feel like the guys, when I was growing up, my dad told me if I ever picked up a hammer, he would hit me with it. That's, that's a quote what? from my dad. You know, but I, I think it stems from, you know, later when I approached him and said, hey, I'm considering the trades, then he really got into like, you'll really like it, blah, blah, blah. But as a kid, I think his, I think maybe his perspective on the trades or his life or whatever was that like, man, this is a hard life. You know, I want something better for you, whatever the case may be. But I think had there been more of a passionate approach or more of a, um, enthusiastic outlook on the trades like if i if there had been trades people like hey kid yeah just right. do this do this right out of school and you can run your own business by the time you're 25 years old you know like know. just go do it yeah and and then you're calling your shots you know and uh i think that's those are the things that i found a lot of value in um that i just didn't I, you know i i think that when you think about the trades or when people from the outside think about the trades maybe they they might think that's hard work um yeah they don't see the opportunity and i and i would agree with you that there is one big hole still that's left out there for me and that is what what is the potential so my ultimate goal would be to run my own contracting business and who knows who knows i the one thing that i took away from all of the rock bottom that i had to experience from the gym was that to not have these certain expectations set in stone because if it doesn't work out the way that you envisioned it, that you were emotionally invested in, then it would be just another traumatic situation. So every day, 
you take it day by day. And that's why I don't care if I'm a first year. I don't care if, you know, we have still holes left to fill for the semester. It's every day I'm going to go into work and I'm going to learn something. And as long as I put everything into that one day, yeah. whatever comes after that does not matter. Yeah. I have Correct. no idea what comes after that, to Correct. be honest yeah. with you. Sure. I just have these generalized ideas of what I need to accomplish over the next four years. Yeah. And, but, but yeah, I think that people think the trade is the field work. That's mm -hmm. the only side of this that you see, but you don't think about even running the business, being in your own business. Sure. Um, and I, I, I don't know. I mean, who cares? Who cares? I'm, if, as long as I like it, then it's, sure. It's going to be gravy. And that's and, what's awesome about it. And I think with your background too, like, you know, you've already done the, the business side right. of things, you know what I mean? And that's, that's the hardest part for so many people. Like that's, you know, I think the mistake that a lot of people, a lot of technicians will make is thinking, well, I don't like the way these guys run this company. Yeah. I could do it better. And they're thinking that tick tip. Uh, I feel like they're thinking that typically because they, are good at what they do. They're good technicians. So they think, I, you know, everybody's in that boat. We are all like this. I wish they wouldn't run or do this with the company. And no matter who's running the company, it's like that. But it's not until, it's like when you're a kid, it's the same thing as when you're a kid and you're like, my parents are idiots. And then you have a kid and you're like, oh shit, I'm an idiot. Cause yeah, now, no, wait, no, cause wait. Now, when I had a kid, I was like, yes, I am so going to make him eat soap. And I'm going <laughs> to crown to eat soap? him because I can and he can't actually say anything. Yeah. I mean, did you have to eat soap? Oh, I, <laughs> yeah, I did too. I, we're, I met, maybe it's a Midwest thing. I ate a lot of soap. No, um, and, were, and I still I was, have a foul mouth. I, yeah, I just goes to show. Soap's I don't, not a I don't, I don't try to be, I don't try to like man up or anything like that at work. I don't yeah. try to fit in or anything yeah. like that. I just, sure. I drop an F-bomb here and there. It's you should. Good. You should. No, Sometimes it's important. When my, when my oldest daughter was young, she really, as she was getting older, she would correct me when I would swear. <laughs> and I would say, look, if, if the F word is what I need to say to feel what I'm, express what I'm feeling right now, then that's what I'm going to say. And I, accept, I ex expect you to do the same. I'm not going to get mad at you if you stub your toe and you say, fuck, I'm going to be like, I'm sorry you hurt your toe. I'm not going to be like, hey, don't say that. Now, if we're sitting in polite conversation and you're an asshole, that's <laughs> yeah. a different story. It's not about not swearing. It's about knowing when to do it. Um, my, mom, my mom had backhanded me. Like, <laughs> when I was 18 and I said the F word to her face, I was just, I was enraged about something. Yeah. And she backhanded me and I was like, oh, I okay. just with that. Um, yeah. But she, she always said like, you know, you don't need to say those words. You're more right. intelligent than that. And sure. it's true. I mean, sure. Granted, there are just times when you gotta say it because Look, there's yeah. another word. I, yeah, there's <laughs> but, a difference. I think there's a difference between being an intelligent person and being I, somebody who also like I like I like the idea of the Renaissance person, like the person who is educated and is athletic and also can fix anything and yeah. can recite poetry and can play music. Like I am infatuated with that idea of you know it's not about limiting yourself to one thing it's whatever your passions are get into them 
and yeah. and get good at them because you've yeah. only got a little bit of time yes. on the on the earth. You gotta like don't waste it. Don't waste it. Absolutely, so, Maggie. One be- before I let you go here, the one thing I really wanted to talk to you about, which I felt like is the most powerful thing about what you and other women in the trades are doing, is being a woman in the trades. And it's just not, you know, obviously nowadays um, it's an acceptable thing as it should be. Um, you know, looking back on the history of, uh, let's not even get into it. It's embarrassing. Right, right, right. Because um, it's absurd. And so I get, I get the concept of the family. I get the concept of families working together. And if that's your dynamic and it works, hell yeah. Um, you know, but I don't get the idea of excluding people based on bias. And I think that's ignorant. And so I love seeing more and more women in the trades. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's so cool. So from your perspective, um, I would imagine, I saw one post where somebody reached out to you and said, hey, you, you know, you're inspiring them to do it. What, have you been gaining more and more of those sorts of uh, people that are saying, hey, I'm, I'm a woman and I'm curious, you know, is that something that's happening more and more? It is. I really, that happened. Um, that girl was doing, she was actually interviewing for, you know, for her apprenticeship. And I'm really glad that you brought this up. You're going to be really shocked. But right before I did get online with you tonight, yeah. she had sent me a message and said that she actually got her apprenticeship. Hell yeah. What's you her got, name? Like her name is, wait, it's, it's, Kara or Kara, and I wanted okay. to make sure before I said anything. Okay, cool. <laughs> but well, congrats to her. Um, That's awesome. It's Kara. Kara, all right. And Kara. I'm glad that I asked because, of course, her name is K A R A. But she said, she said, thank you so much for your guidance and support. If it if I never came across your page, I don't think I would be where I am now. Thank you so much, Electric Mix. And to me, like I've got the goosebumps. You should. There yeah. is. There is nothing. So again, I blindly sign up for Instagram. I hate Instagram at first glance. I'm not sure even what to do with it because I was such a Facebook person. And then I was trying to get rid of all of that and reach out to a community of people that maybe could help me feel like I have some understanding of what I'm doing. Right. <clears throat> and to be a year and a half later, and getting messages like that just by by telling my story and not sugarcoating it and not selling you a product and not pretending to be anything that I am not. Right. And this is, these are the moments where if for nothing else, I, I have that person and I had two other girls that were, that reached out to me almost right in a row after that first one came through. And it was, it, it feels so good to feel like when, when you want to be a doctor, you want to change lives. You want to be, you want to, you want to be the person that gives them their life or, yeah. you know, that helps them live their life. And yeah. this is, this is me fulfilling that, that expectation of what I wanted to do when I grew up and yet in such a different capacity and, mm. in, and without even expecting it. Yeah. And I want more of that. I can't yeah. even tell you. And it's awesome. And I hope that girls, I hope that women feel, I hope they feel that they're not alone because I mean, I blindly talk to people and now some of them are my 
really great friends mm-hmm. and they're out there and they're all over the place. And, um, you know, I told one of them, I, I'm, you're not coming into this alone. Like we're, we're out here. Yeah. I will connect you however I have to, if I can. Yeah. And I think that that's the most important part of this path that we are creating for women. And I'm not saying that I'm the pioneer by any means, Sure. but what I, what I saw and what I see and what I saw in social media is that if you don't tell the story, people can't learn about what you actually, Yeah. they, they can't learn about it. They, yeah. they can't just quit their jobs and take a shot in the dark without yeah. any idea what a day into the day is like. Right. Um, and even I know a lot, of get, a lot of women get to post videos of them in action. I don't have, I can't have my phone out. Like that's just yeah. not for me, sure. a professional, like, but I love taking pictures when I can and I try to do it respectfully to my contractor and to my foreman. Um, and so it's really, you gotta tell, you have to tell the story. You have to show them that this is possible work right. and that sure. I'm okay having it. Like today I bent a one inch EMT and I got to the end and I only had, I had the short end of the stick left to bend and I, I looked yeah. at him like, there's, there's, <laughs> No, no fucking way <laughs> that I'm going to get yeah. this done. And I'm already wrenching with my upper body yeah, on right. the other parts. Sure. And I made it happen, but I was totally okay. My foreman happened to walk by and I was like, I need you. Yeah. And I'm okay with that because sure. he, it, it's, it's about our respect. If it was a girl and she could do it, I would ask her too, but sure. I can't do it. And that's okay with me. Yeah, yeah. Or I will get crafty and then I will have to rebound that play because I'll probably be seeing <laughs> the mess it up. Yeah. But it doesn't yeah. matter. Um, that, but that's an awesome, like, that's an awesome back to back that you just let me share. I wanted to share it to the sure. world and I'm excited <laughs> for her that she got in and she gets to go. And yeah, I mean, there's, I'm almost like, I did I just get in? I just got in. <laughs> like I probably am reacting sure. the same way I did, but no. It's a it, it's a good feeling. I mean to inspire yeah. people is is a wonderful thing. And you it's, know, I, I didn't do it for that. Like I just I wanted them to see even better. Even better. Something yep. that they, they could connect to and say, wait, maybe well this girl's doing it, so right. if she can do it. Well, that's, that's the beauty of authenticity too, is that it's not, you're not, you know, being fake, uh, people can smell that a mile away. And, and regardless of the outcome, being yourself is inspiring, you know, especially when you're, when you're a minority in an industry, you know, and, and that industry offers lots of opportunities. And I, you know, I want, I, through, through, Folks like you and through the Australian tradie lady crew, there's lots of women in Australia that are in the trade and all over the place. I know, I, they're, they're like taking, that's like world domination over there. It's awesome. Sorry, it's boys, awesome. but no. <laughs> yeah. But I, I want, you know, I have- ass right now, everybody. They are, she knows they it, are kicking you know, ass. And that's okay. <laughs> that's, it's awesome. No, it is. Yeah, I mean, I have, I have two daughters. I have uh, six nieces, you know? It's, I, I want- <laughs> I want them to see those opportunities too and not feel like they can't seize them because they're women, you know, and uh, it's good to see people like you and, and the others out there showing that not only is it possible, but it's just as, as doable as everything else. And, and, uh, and it's actually a great way to make a living. I love the trades. I love, 
I love the camaraderie. I love the, um, you know, it's a blue collar world is one of the last places you can actually make jokes. People yeah. have senses of humor and they, you know, they're, they don't get their feelings all bent out of shape over every, you know, every level. It's a, it's a, I, I like the trades a lot. Um, and those are things I didn't know I'd, you know, I'd run into coming. You never know what you're going to run into, but. Uh, you just, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you run into a lot of characters, <clears throat> a lot of do. personalities out there. That's right. And, and it, it helps definitely to be adaptable to other people as well. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You got to uh, be agreeable to some degree. You have to make it work. Like that's yeah. one of, absolutely. There's no doubt about it because especially in a position where you're the apprentice and you're learning from somebody and if you don't agree with them, it doesn't matter because they're still in charge of your learning or right. of your education. And, right. and it, it's a give and take. Like I, I came into this thinking this is not about this is this is me being a professional it has I, i'm just doing a profession this is not a, yeah. a trade it's not i mean you can't is that even the right term anymore for it right it's right. it's been given this because of a history but what difference does it make if you're doing this or if you're a doctor or sure. a lawyer or whatever we all have to start somewhere and we also have to have the same interpersonal skills and yet the independence to, to be respectful of others when, and still be able to do work on our own um, and reliable. Right. There's nothing about this that says man or, man or woman to me. It really yeah. doesn't. It just, sure. if I was in a, if I was in anything else, I'm just trying to think, I'm always going back to this healthcare thing because that was what yeah. I wanted to do. But if I was a, sure. a doctor and I couldn't move a ladder or I couldn't pick up something, I probably wouldn't have tried to do it myself. Yeah, you would have just gra you would grabbed have... the people around you and been like, help me move this ladder. That's what you do so, in the trades too, right? So what is the difference? Just because there's, but there's been a hypersense, there has been, unfortunately, on my end, what I see is that there have, they've created this hypersensitivity towards it. And so men are so timid to mm. even talk sometimes. So I will go out of my way and be like, hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not slap, like that. I certainly on the job, I am not like that. Slap them in the nuts, walk by and slap them <laughs> in the nuts. Right. Hey, right. Uh, <laughs> hold it, the, do the, um, the tape measure. That's like, right. Swing down, sorry. Yeah, man. Speak the, speak the language. Right, exactly. Yeah, but no, it's it really is, um, yeah, I don't know. I it, it sucks because I'm, or again, for instance, I'm on a job, I'm clearly the only girl mm -hmm. in a group of a hundred plus guys. And it's always addressed as, good morning, guys, and, and girls. And it's yeah. like, why? Yeah. If I didn't raise my hand and make a complaint about it, why are you so worried that I'm going to do it today versus yesterday? It's like, a weird just, world right now. It's a weird world. Everybody's I, just like, I'm just trying not to get fired. Oh, and, and, <laughs> unfor and unfortunately, yeah. shame on the girls that are out there trying to do it for, yeah. for that. You know, Look, I'll, you know, even in, even for guys, like it, the trades in particular, well, the, well, the trades in particular are a type of uh, environment where people are going to bust your balls. So whether you're a man or a woman, if you come into a new environment and it's filled with tradespeople, they're going to pick on you. And, and 
and that's what they do. It's okay. Doesn't mean they don't like you. They're getting to know you. It's it's a rite of passage. It's a you know, it's a teasing and a fun. You know, and I guess not every case. There's bullying for sure that that takes place in the world. Yeah, right. And and I'm not trying to downplay the sexual harassment is a real thing, and that it for does sure. happen. And yep. I may or may not have ever experienced it. I try to control my environment as best as I can, and right. I am not. If it happens, I'm not going to be surprised. If it doesn't happen, I'm not going to care. Right. You know, it's one of those things that if you don't put the energy in toward the expectation of it, it hopefully it just doesn't exist. Sure. And so what, you know, I, I'm not, like I said, I'm not trying to say that it doesn't exist. And it definitely I, and does, right. It sucks that it ha it, it sucks that it does, but, but the motivation, I mean, just do your thing, go yeah. to work. Be do, respectful. Be, you know, do this, yeah. live this life for yourself and not for the social setting. It's not any different. Right. Um, and, but, you know, because I, I still see that there's a great, a great environment that I get to exist in, which is right. not really a gossipy, backstabbing yeah. sort of thing, which, sure. you know, of course, I, trust me, all men are emotional. Yeah, for Holy sure. Holy crap. Like guys can be just as emotional <laughs> as girls sure. can, but, but it's a different thing. Yeah. You know, I just, I don't know. I just try to ignore the surroundings, ignore the crap and do my, do my thing. Cool. But yeah, yeah. It's an awesome, awesome. I mean, it's been phenomenal. Cool. More better than I can have ever have imagined. And I, I, I hope that it continues. See, I mean, sometimes it just takes a, a leap of oh, faith, no. right? Yeah. Sometimes yeah. it just takes make, making that jump. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, unfortunately, but it was absolutely a blessing in disguise. And yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't change a second about how it all turned out. All right. So thank you so much to Maggie Electric Mags for uh, donating her time and uh, talking to me about the things she's working on, uh, what it's like to be in her situation and sharing her story with us. Uh, she was a little bit nervous to come on. She did great. It was a great conversation, and I really uh, learned a lot through her experience, and I hope, hope you guys did too. Uh, check us out next week. We're airing these on Monday, so uh, you've got a little bit of something to, uh, to listen to during the work week. So uh, check us out next week. We've got some other great conversations coming up. Don't forget www.ledlightingsupply.com go check them out and check out world of electricians on instagram get yourself some electrical apparel check out the website modernelectricianpod.com donate to the patreon i'll see you guys next week